Our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, where we have been for the last three weeks. And I invite you to actively listen or to read along in your pew Bible. It is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. The word of the Lord. We made it, y'all. We made it to the fourth week of Advent. We've been on a journey together. We've worked our way through Luke's nativity story, from Zechariah rendered mute and a challenge to each of us to speak to the powers and principalities of this world outside of our own comfort zones and sanctuary to Mary singing a universal song of praise to God for the wonderful and marvelous things God has done, challenging us to continue our song of praise. To God, showing up in unexpected ways and unexpected times with Jesus being born liturgically a little too early reminding us to pay attention. And to today, our fourth Sunday, where we find shepherds in the fields who in the middle of the night get quite the light show of the glory of the Lord with a visit from 
more angels. Angels are very busy in this nativity story. This, this Sunday, is the birth announcement that we've been waiting for. But can you imagine the fear the shepherds must have felt? There they are, out in the fields, a backyard camping experience, so to speak. They are wrapped up tightly in their cloaks, dozing through their nighttime vigilance on a cold hillside. It's a tough job. Working third shift is not ideal, but they are gainfully employed, and so they're grateful. And suddenly, they are visited by an angel who tells them about the Messiah who was born. Then, as if that is not enough, suddenly an army of angels appear. It's like the boy band of angels coming out of nowhere, and they start singing, and they do their little boy band dance, proclaiming glory to God in the highest and peace to all of God's people. Something strange and magnificent happened that night that pulled them away from their flock, that pulled them away from their job. No doubt a fireable offense. They're pulled away to go see what the angels proclaim. I've been trying to imagine what could possibly compare to such an event. What is so enrapturing that you must go see it? Is it like the car accident that you just can't look away from? Or is it as mesmerizing and magical as Christmas lights? Or is it more like that friend that you have such a connection with that you pick up right where you left off after years of not seeing each other? What kind of event could have pulled these shepherds away from their job. Perhaps it is some sort of cosmic merger of all three of those. What is it that would make us stop, draw us out, and help us realize that there is more to, to this life than anything that we've ever done up to this moment. And so we go. And there it is. What we find. A little baby in a manger. And the world falls away. All the stress, 
the things you were told mattered more. And suddenly it all becomes clear. And you have that moment, as we have talked about before, that thin place. That space between heaven and earth that is particularly thin, where you can sense the divine and God's presence more readily. And it all makes sense. God incarnate. God in flesh. God's love tangible. Not much larger than a mustard seed. Capable of being held in the palm of your hand and yet capable of filling up and consuming your entire being, permeating outward. It's so simple. You don't even ask how. You just know. And it all makes sense. Jesus in the manger, ushering in a different way. While Rome is trying to usher in peace with force and bullying and taxes, here God is proclaiming hope and joy and love and peace by embodying a baby. While Quirinius takes a census in order to reduce people to a statistic, which, by the way, David did in a census too back in 2 Samuel and was punished by God. God this time responds with a baby, suggesting that no one is a statistic and everyone matters and everyone has value and to demonstrate that God will use the antithesis of what the world considers strong and powerful, God uses an unwed, poor mother to use her voice and proclaim a song, and a mild-mannered man who embodies integrity. And God becomes incarnate in a most vulnerable way by becoming a baby dependent upon the very ones God created to care for it. And in response, a community is called together to witness, to proclaim it, to just be in it. Like the shepherds, there is something that draws us to this child. In this way, Christmas is like a homecoming. Perhaps not what we would expect as a homecoming. It's not home in the sense that it's always the same, or the way our memory remembers it. 
For those of you who have been in this congregation for a long time and perhaps, or perhaps are back after a long period of time away, this place may not be exactly as you remember. You go back in your memory only to realize the past isn't there for you. And you don't quite feel at home. But I think our nativity characters understand how you feel. They completely understand. Mary and Joseph leave their real home of Nazareth to head to Bethlehem. Joseph's ancestral's home, but not really his. And as for the shepherds, if home is a field, that doesn't seem like home. But somehow, everyone, even strangers, are brought together, pulled by the same force, drawn in by the same curiosity, landing in the same place. And the little community is created. And here we are, in this moment, some of us strangers, many of us friends and family. An island of misfit toys from all walks of life and experiences. All very different. And we've all come here to see the baby. God's love incarnate. Perhaps home isn't so much a place, but in a person. Not so much a sense of permanent, permanence, but a community that is created. Let us come into the presence of God together and rejoice. Amen. Amen.